Back of the loaf is the snowy flour, and back of the flour the mill. And back of the mill is the field of wheat, the rain, and the Father's will. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Are you trusting God for daily bread? Do you acknowledge him as your ultimate source? Or do you depend on something else, like your bank account or pension fund? Recently, I heard an advertisement for a food storage company that boasted of delicious and hearty gourmet meals that are ready to use, and how they have a shelf life of up to 25 years. 25 years? To pray, give us this day our daily bread, might seem strange to people who plan their meals 25 years in advance. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Hi, I'm Brian Davis, and this is Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. You may already be in the habit of thanking God for your food, but how often do you ask Him to provide it? James 1 verse 17 reminds us that God is a generous God and that every good thing we have comes from Him including our next meal. Stay with us as Ron continues in his teaching series, The Jesus Way to Pray, or visit somethinggoodradio.org where you can listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Subscribe to the podcast at Spotify or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. From Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as lead pastor, here's Ron with today's Something Good radio message, The Jesus Way to Pray for Provision. Well, my uh, grandparents on my mother's side of the family uh, were modest people with uh, timeless values. I was reminded of that every time I went over to their house and walked in the front door. on the back wall of their dining room table was a framed image, a painting, a photograph that reminded me of their simple faith. Picture an elderly man sitting at his dining room table. His head is bowed. His hands are clasped in the prayer position. He has a loaf of bread and a bowl of soup in front of him as he uh, says grace over a, a simple meal. You can imagine that before he bows his head, he takes his wire rim glasses off, folds them up, and puts them on a book that is also on the table. Uh, Some people say that it was uh, a Bible or meant to be a Bible. But that that image is just kind of burned into my memory, my childhood memory, when I walked over to my grandparents' house. Later in life, I learned that the framed image was actually a reproduction of Eric Enstrom's photograph of a man named Charles Wilden. It was taken during World War II, and Enstrom uh, staged the photograph to remind everybody, no, no matter how many sacrifices they had to make during the war and all that was lost, there was still reason to give thanks to God. There was still reason to, to bow in prayer even before a meal. For me, the photograph spoke of my grandparents' uh, daily dependence upon God. Wow. It also spoke of what uh, Jesus said. And it reminded me of the phrase in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Simple, humble, 
uh, an expression of dependence upon God. Now, here we are in the year, uh, well, in, in the 2000s, right? Uh, 2,000 years later from the time that Jesus shared this prayer with his disciples and give us this day our daily bread might sound a little simplistic to people like us who live in the land of abundance. I mean, come on, let's face it, folks. We shop at Costco and the grocery carts are bigger at Costco, are they not? Because we buy in bulk for our refrigerator for our pantry or pantries, for that extra freezer or freezers we have in the basement or in the garage. We're storing up for days, for weeks, maybe for months, maybe for years. I recently heard about a, uh, a food storage company that advertised uh, delicious and hearty gourmet meals that are ready to use, and uh, they have a shelf life of 25 years. I mean, who's buying food for 25 years? But this is where we are. This is who we are. We buy in bulk. We live in the land of abundance. At least most of us do. So far, we've been uh, learning how to pray the Jesus way. And along the way, we, we learned how to pray with passion. We stepped into the uh, temple when Jesus overturned the money changers and declared, My Father's house shall be called a house of prayer. And we, we felt his passion for prayer. Then we, we, we learned how not to pray in the early part of uh, Matthew chapter 6, right there in the Sermon on the Mount. We also learned to pray with passion and, and praise. Um, we learned to pray with priority, didn't we? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And following that, suddenly we're dropped into the mundane world of, uh, of daily bread. After hallowing his name, the name that is above all names and praising the Lord, now daily bread of all things. Uh, the shift in the, in the prayer there is, is notable. Uh, prayer we're learning is first about God's name. It's about God's kingdom. It's about God's will. And reordering our priorities in a Godward direction before we ever bring uh, our needs to him. That said... What are we to make of give us this day our daily bread in our time, a time of abundance? Uh, what are we to make of this prayer? How are we to pray this prayer? How are we to enter into it? Let me suggest four things. Number one, this prayer assumes divine generosity. Just circle the word give. Give us this day our daily bread. Let's just pause for a moment and remember that our Heavenly Father, the one whose name we hallow, is a giver by nature. In fact, he is the most generous person you will ever meet. The word stinginess is not anywhere uh, found near a description of who he is and his character. You read the Bible and you will bump into God's generosity in many, many places oftentimes right alongside some expression of his love because his love and his generosity are interwoven. Uh, for example, in John chapter 3 and verse 16, the gospel in a nutshell, for God so loved the world, we say, that he gave, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The supreme expression of God's love was in his generosity toward us in salvation. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32 asks rhetorically, 
He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I mean, if God gave us his son to pay the penalty for our sin and to give us the free gift of eternal life, why do you think he won't give you daily bread or some other need that you have? James chapter 1 and verse 17 uh, talks about God's love and his generosity and that he gives good gifts to his children. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Jesus once told about a, a story about a prodigal son uh, that proves uh, this, this uh, principle to be true. And you might remember in the story when the father caught a glimpse of this uh, runaway son returning home. He lavished him with gifts. He instructed his servants to say, Luke chapter 15, bring quickly the best robe, the best robe, and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. Uh, just time and time again, when we learn in the scriptures that the God of the Bible, our heavenly father, is generous, lavishly generous by nature. He is a giver. Now, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus taught his disciples that prayer was as simple as this. And this is a little bit further on in the Sermon on the Mount, in chapter 7. Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Are you surprised by how willing God is to answer our prayers and how simple prayer is? It's asking and receiving. Why? Because we assume divine generosity. He stands ready and willing to generously meet our needs and to answer our prayers. I don't know why I'm sometimes surprised by it, but I, I was pleasantly surprised by something that happened this week. I had a couple of meetings, uh, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, one was at City Hall, Virginia Beach City Hall. We had a meeting with our city council person. We had a meeting with the city manager. Um, there were some people from the traffic department there. It was all related to our forward initiatives and uh, the land out in the front there and creating access points for business owners and all of that. It had all the potential of going this way or that way. Could have been a, a very you know, thorny meeting. Likewise, about two... Um, Hours after that meeting, I had a Zoom meeting scheduled with our bank and some other people, another thing that we were trying to iron out. I got up early that morning, around 5 o'clock. I had to let the dog out, all that kind of stuff. And, but in my time of prayer, I just said, Lord, um, I'm looking ahead at my calendar today, and there are some rough patches here, potentially. Would you go ahead of me and ahead of us and smooth over the rough patches? That was the daily bread that I needed. And can I, just, can I just tell you this? The meeting could not have gone better at City Hall. And while I was in the meeting at City Hall, I, I received an email message from our bank that said, hey, we got things worked out on that other matter. I don't think we have to meet at 3 o'clock. Now, isn't that just like our Heavenly Father to take care of things? He stands ready to do things like that. Just ask Him.
still ahead, the second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones. Need prayer today? Visit somethinggoodradio.org to share your request, and our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer. Use the Explore option at the top of the homepage and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You icon. While you're there, visit our digital library where you can tap into more than 500 hours of video and audio teaching from Dr. Ron Jones. Search the streaming library by scripture or topic. Again, that web address is somethinggoodradio.org. God is a generous God who wants to give us good and perfect gifts, but sometimes He likes to be asked. With the rest of today's Something Good radio message, The Jesus Way to Pray for Provision, here's Dr. Ron Jones. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. But asking is one of the hardest things for us to do, isn't it? Especially when we're in need. And even if we know that the other person is generous and stands ready to give, we have a hard time asking. I remember before I went into vocational ministry, I spent uh, six or seven years in, in corporate sales. Uh, spent a good bit of that time in medical sales. And what I learned as a salesperson is <laughs> uh, it's easy to wax eloquently about the features and benefits of my product. And I would take our products and I would go into the hospital and talk to nurses and doctors and operating room people and tell them about my product. But when it came time to ask for the order, Oh, that, that was more difficult than I thought. Try it sometime. Top salespeople can ask for the order. They can look the customer in the eye and say, based upon all this, can I have your business, please? And just let it sit there and wait for them to respond. You try to do that. I mean, it, it just takes a little bit of skill. I, I learned it's hard to ask. And some of you may have a hard time just doing the simple thing in prayer. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Ask with the assumption of divine generosity. Our Heavenly Father wants to give. He wants to meet our needs. He wants to go ahead of us and smooth over the rough places like He did for me this week. But sometimes we don't ask when we should. Jesus continued in the Sermon on the Mount there in Matthew chapter 7 and said, Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? It's like, who does that? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, say that with me, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Our Heavenly Father quantitatively gives more than even the most loving, generous, earthly Father would give to His own kids. If you knew God was willing to generously answer your prayer, would you pray more? Would you get up early in the day and say, Lord, here's my day. I, this is the kind of daily bread I need. I, I, I need you to smooth over these rough places, or I, I need you to provide here, or I'm going into this job interview, and I need favor with that employer. Somebody wrote this thing about prayer that uh, reminds us to ask and seek and knock. I got up early one morning and rushed into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled about me and heavier came each task. Why doesn't God help me, I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I wondered why God didn't show me. He said, but you didn't seek. I tried to come into his presence. I used all my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, my child, 
you didn't knock. And so I woke up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. And when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are assuming divine generosity. We're assuming that our Father is hearing us and stands ready with his endless supply chain, with storehouses full, ready to meet whatever need we have for daily bread or otherwise. Secondly, give us this day our daily bread encourages us to practice unselfishness. Why do I say that? Well, in this part of the prayer, uh, notice the two plural pronouns. I pointed this out before at the beginning of our series, that there are no personal pronouns uh, in, in the first person singular in the prayer. They're all plural pronouns. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus did not say to pray, give me this day my daily bread. That would be unselfish. Even if you're a person uh, living in a place of abundance, as we are in our culture, if you're a Costco shopper and you're storing up for days and weeks to come, uh, and give us this day our daily bread, does not make any sense to you? You still pray, acknowledging that there are other people in the community for whom daily bread is a necessity. Even the simplest request must be made in the context of the broader faith community we are in. Why? Because hunger, listen to me, hunger, homelessness, even what's known as food insecurity is still very much a part of our culture. And if you have any doubts about that, just come on by the church at 10 o'clock on Wednesday mornings and you will see uh, a number of people, uh, anywhere from 40, 50, 60, sometimes up to 70 families lining up for, to our food pantry where we hand out groceries, daily bread to people in need. When we pray, no matter whether we're standing in line at the food pantry or we're serving somebody at the food pantry, when we pray, give us our daily bread, we're, we're praying with that larger community in mind. Now, the early church modeled unselfishness in a beautiful way. Hold your place here in Matthew chapter 6 and go with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts 2, 42 to 47 gives us a little bird's eye view and a glimpse into the early church. I just want to highlight verses 44 and 45, which says, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now listen to this. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Now sometimes I hear people, you know, comment on Acts chapter 2 and these verses that I just read. And they want to insert socialism or communism into the text here. Ooh, be careful with that. Socialist and communist regimes force the redistribution of wealth through taxation and government coercion. But if you read this text as broadly as you want to read it, there is absolutely no mention of the government here. This is not a government program. This is the voluntary expression of charitable giving and generosity flowing from God's people. And it's a beautiful thing to see here. In fact, two chapters later, we hear about another act of unselfish generosity. 
And uh, uh, this is all about Barnabas. Barnabas, the son of encouragement, Mr. Encouragement. I think one of the ways that he encouraged people was by giving generously. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and verses 32 to 37 that Barnabas sold a piece of property. He owned some property. He sold that property. He brought the proceeds to the apostles and said, distribute it as anyone has need. Here's the reality, friends. Some people will always have more bread than others. Do I need to say that again? Some people will always have more bread with others. You want to know why? Because there's no equity in the kingdom of God. Now, somebody's going to cancel me for saying that. I can already sense it. There's no equity in the kingdom of God. Jesus made this clear in his parables when he taught, for example, about a man who went on a journey and entrusted his property to his servants. Matthew 25 says, to one he gave, listen to this, five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Not according to equity. The kingdom of God doesn't think about equity. What's important to the kingdom of God is faithfulness with what you've been given. And you, you can just be a casual observer and know that uh, God doesn't give an equal distribution of time, let alone talent or treasure or bread to everybody. So give us this day our daily bread is not about equity. It's, it's about uh, being generous to those around us and being faithful, faithful with what God has given to us. All good gifts come from God. Your job, your friends, your parents. These are all resources through which God works, but He alone is the source. Thanks for being here with us for this Wednesday edition of Something Good. Today's message is part of Dr. Ron Jones' teaching series, The Jesus Way to Pray. Look for it under the library tab at somethinggoodradio.org. Is the Bible intimidating for you to read? Do you need someone to help guide you through God's Word? Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. The Bible is the best-selling book of all time, but let's face it, it can also be a challenge to read because it contains more than 600,000 words, two testaments, and 66 different books. But how does it all fit together? How do we clearly understand God's continuous story from Genesis to Revelation? That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. The two-volume set covers the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments. And I'd like to send you a copy. Here's Brian with details. Ron's new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, is now available as a two-volume set covering the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments. For a gift of $50 or more, request your copy of the set. When you order the print books, you will also get unlimited access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The Digital Library contains 66 video sermons, 66 audio messages, 66 downloadable sermon notes, and 8 ebooks. To order your copy of The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volumes 1 and 2, through the Old and New Testaments, go to somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org.
Such a great addition to any home library. That's the ultimate road trip through the Bible. Request your copy of both volumes today at somethinggoodradio.org. Now here's Ron with a preview of tomorrow's message. Then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. In other words, Moses wasn't the source. Moses was a middleman. But my Father gives you, now he shifts here, the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven, speaking of himself, and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. You see how Jesus shifts from the physical to the spiritual? Our Heavenly Father, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're praying for physical bread and spiritual bread at the same time. Because Jesus goes on in verse 35 to say, I am the bread of life. That's tomorrow when Ron shares part two of his message, The Jesus Way to Pray for Provision. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and all of us here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.